Game Boys. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast, Game Boys Podcast, Game Boys Podcast, the podcast by Game Boys. That's a reference for uh, six Jewish listeners. Anyways, with me as always, my name is Lux and joining me every single time we do this, he is risen. It's Griffin Davis. I have arisen. Yes, Uh I'm here. Yeah, and joining us, we're going to mix up the order when we do things this week because we are trying new things. And so I'm going to introduce our guest right away. Joining us is my friend, your friend, a TV person and cool lady in general. It's Laura Trailer, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet. Hi. That was a rad introduction. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome welcome. welcome to Game Boys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. We're trying a new thing where we we plunge the guest in right from the top um, and and we ask them uh, the question that we ask every guest now, uh, which is uh, what you've been playing this week and you know if you haven't been playing anything you know this can be like a spiritual question too no i have this is a good question um so i'm playing red dead redemption 2 right now but only kind of because <laughs> my boyfriend who is not a video game person at all uh got it for me for christmas and was watching me play it and i was like hey you want to have a go at this and it has taken the best possible turn where it's life now for both of us but now i get to spend a lot of time watching him enjoy it and then also enjoy it too. But now we're playing two different saves. So I'm kind mm. of seeing it at two different timelines at the same time. Uh, yeah. Nice. To make a long game even longer. You're yes. watching yeah, sure. versions. I really, I'm a glutton for punishment. Double down on your hundred hours of content. Griff, what about you? What are you playing this week? Wait, I have one more question about uh, this game. I know you're okay. You do your <laughs> thing. How, how, far in, how far into the game are you? That's a so great question. Uh, I am... I'm about 38% into the game, and his restart is probably about 15% into the game. Mm. Oh, so you're, Man. like, well ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. so by all by all couple video game rights, I think that he, you, you kind of saves, your save takes the precedent and the priority. We, we came to a deal where now he has his own profile that he can log into, because we were sharing a save at first. And, uh, and that's disastrous. I'm yeah, selfish that's, that's, about my trophy. I don't think that's on you. I think that's just generally unsustainable. It, it seemed yeah. like it was going to be. So now we have a nice little switching back and forth. But sure. But Lex, you asked me what I've been playing this week. And oh, boy, I've been playing Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney a lot. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, you have been because me too, baby. Yes, you mentioned it and it brought so many memories back and I got it. And it's incredible on the switch. It looks so good on the switch. I've been playing it all the time so funny and just like it's kind of like a good puzzle game it's a great puzzle game and it makes you feel so smart <laughs> when you solve the mysteries yeah it makes you feel um, so good about yourself the mysteries overall are really good uh there was one mystery early on that like had kind of a convoluted narrative that was like okay like this was kind of hard Wait, to track which one uh, in my opinion the 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 samurai one where he like puts on the different suit and like walks through the cameras and everything like it got to be like a little too complicated like we didn't understand motivation wise like yeah, what was the going end on of that one falls kind of flat <laughs> just because they're like a different guy did the same murder five years ago and you're like wait yeah. what <laughs> yeah that one falls flat but overall it's super fun and the characters are great um and, and i'm almost finished with the first game but lux what have you been playing i've been playing phoenix wright Trials yes! and Tribulations, <laughs> the third game in the Phoenix Wright series. <laughs> Blasting through it. Um, Because I finished the second one 
in between this episode and the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm on the third one and it's still fucking whips ass. Uh, it's so good. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. I like it a lot and I'm going to beat it soon. Yeah. My only, my only critique so far is I hate the, the font they use in the game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really bad. The like text font. Yeah. I don't like it. Like just like regular talking. No, I like the way that, that it moves and sounds. I don't like the like the font they pick. What no, I know, like pick? the font when they're talking or like the font, like which font? There's like multiple all fonts. Of <laughs> all There's of like it. several fonts in the game. <laughs> like All of it. Okay, but the well, game looks beautiful and all the colors really pop on that switch. Um, but that's uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Feeling feeling good about this so far, Lux. I'm like, I'm liking so, this. So far, so good. Um, all right. Well, Griff, what else is going on in the world of video games? That you care oh, to talk about. That I care to talk about? Yeah. What are you thinking about video games today? Wow. Um, I'm thinking a lot about E3. Been trying to pressure uh, you to get me tickets. Um, I've been trying, sort of, and it hasn't gone great. Uh, Jared, <laughs> you're probably listening. If you want to help us get E3 tickets, you, I've sent you a message about it already, I think, once. No pressure. We can definitely get in a bunch of different ways. That's definitely not true. Um, <laughs> Laura, here's a question. Do you have any interest? Have you ever had any interest in going to E3? Like, is that a part of the video game world that interests you at all? Oh, sure. I mean, not an active enough one for me to be proactive enough to make it happen for myself but i think it would be a cool experience that i would enjoy yeah just like seeing all of like the demo booths and shit yeah yeah it would it would have been cool to have seen like demos of kingdom hearts 3 in all of the many years that we had to wait for it to come out so i could have had something is is that that is the question and the answer is i don't (laughs) think so am i hearing a kingdom hearts fan on the podcast you are incredible what's your kingdom hearts experience despicable (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) my experience is one and two and then i had a chain of memories and I think those are, I didn't ever play the side ones like I was supposed to. I just kind of stuck to no, the two yeah. main storylines. And I've been waiting Same. for three, for how 17 years, 20 years, something like that. And I mm-hmm. still have not played it yet because I'm still playing Red Dead Redemption. Oh, man. But I'm really looking forward to it. But also, I haven't heard people talking about it a lot, which makes yeah, me yeah. kind of nervous. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say anything about it. I, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to be your friend and tell you maybe you just don't play it. No. Instead of playing it. It's really upsetting. There's no way you're not going to play Kingdom Hearts 3. You've played the first two. Correct. That, the, the the poison is in your is in your veins now. <laughs> it yeah. is. And, I'm definitely and playing it. only cures it. more poison. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of feel like even if it's even if it were bad, which I hope and believe it won't be even if it was the the pure need to finally get three will override any quality this whole, issues this whole conversation is making me sweat and putting me in a dark place uh, but laura, <laughs> laura you're playing this game right now so have you always been a gamer yes yes i think the earliest memory that i have of gaming uh my mother put me on super mario typing so i learned how to type when i was like three years old or something really ridiculously young, and uh, that sounds so much better than my typing, which was just like generic astronauts in space. Mine was Mavis Beacon teaches. I was going to ask if it was Mavis Beacon. That's a good one. Yeah, that's quality what I did. typing. But yeah, my mother. Um, I should probably know her specific title, but she was a rep for Sierra for a while. So I got oh. all the great Sierra games growing up, and Sweet. she also. This isn't really related to gaming, but I think it's funny. She would uh, teach like Word, Excel, all those to people that didn't even really have computers. And so I remember growing up, she would drive around to libraries and schools with five full 
towers, monitors, setups, everything, and set them up and teach people how to use Microsoft. And uh, she got me, I'm sure, through all of that into gaming, starting with PC, and then it spiraled into... Oh, I had... I inherited an Atari. I did Super Nintendo. I was a Genesis girl. And then I got a PS2, a PS3, a PS4. Uh, she is so much more qualified to do this <laughs> podcast than me or Lux. I mean, it's the, so the, funny. The, the not like, secret of the show is that almost all of our guests are way more qualified to do this podcast than you or I, and yet we persist. Um, well, okay, so your first experience gaming is sort of like an edutainment thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when was like, the, what was the first game that really caught you just like in a sort of more like immersive like fundamental way you know what i mean like yeah absolutely my friend had a super nintendo and i remember playing bubsy bubsy 2 at her house a lot and then i had my genesis and i played aladdin a lot which is the superior aladdin and i will get into a heated debate with anyone who disagrees with me we've had this debate Sega sega aladdin's the one where they have the sword right yeah they didn't. I know you was, did. You did the Capcom one, yeah. which I have not. It's on my playlist, but I haven't gotten to that episode so yet. So you like the one with the sword? Yeah, that's the better okay. Aladdin. <laughs> wow! 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is honestly this is the Israel Palestine of video game <laughs> culture. Like this is some intense shit. I don't even know where to fall anymore. Does that mean that the Capcom one, all you had were the apples to throw? That's it? That um, was your I think weapon? you were throwing apples. I think you could jump on guys. You could do that in Sega. You just had the extra, like, weaponry of the sword. Uh, the, I don't know how you could have gotten which, through yeah, which all is, those. Which is canonically, uh, you the know, classic divisive. Aladdin solution to a problem for oh, the movie yeah. is hitting you with a sword. Divisive as He had a yeah, stick in the movie, though, right? I mean, at least he had something. You can't That's, get through that whole game in Jafar at the end. How, see, how did you see, beat the, Jafar at the end with just apples? I'm not trying, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to question your religion. <laughs> this is how heated this gets, you know? Yeah. Like, this is... This is exactly why we have to uh, come to some kind of uh, two-state agreement about this. And where both your games beforehand. Can, <laughs> a two-state solution where there's a Nintendo and a Sega. I think we already got there, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It's something where both of the games are ported as one package onto the Switch. You Ooh, know. Do you know what a two-state solution is? <laughs> <laughs> You just said, what if we took these two separate things and made them one thing, which is truly the exact opposite of what the two-state solution is. Um, Uh, Welcome to our geopolitics podcast, which we're also super underqualified for. (laughs) Um, Really incredible the number of things for which Griffin and I aren't qualified to have a podcast. Um, So, okay, so your your early games were a lot of of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lately, like you said, you play on the PS4 and playing some PC stuff. When did you kind of transition, I guess, or was there ever like a moment where you did from like these sort of like side-scrolly, more fun, sort of like bright color kids, cartoony games like Bubsy and Aladdin to like... I don't know, Red Dead type shit. I've I've had I've played a lot of things over the years, but actually I think I can pinpoint it to I was in college and I went to my friend's apartment and I walked in and he was playing Uncharted and I was like, "What is this? This is gorgeous." And I immediately I think that was the day I decided I need to get a PS3 cuz I had honestly, I probably got the PS2 just to play Kingdom Hearts and so <laughs> or it started that way, but I got it for Kingdom Hearts and then PS3. It was for more of the the grand sandbox adventure games, which I grew to love for a long period of time. And then yeah. that same group of people and I played a 
multiplayer Assassin's Creed Brotherhood all the time, which is oh. my favorite multiplayer anything of all time. It's so good, wow. and I'm so bummed that they shut the servers down for it. Oh, man. It's all right, disappointing. Pete. We talk a lot about this on the podcast, this idea of the abandoned servers where there's just mm. like one dude still crafting like in the forest by himself. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear about the new abandoned server story that I meant to mention at the top of the show but totally forgot about until you said it right now? No. Um, the, so, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember uh, City of Heroes? Uh, yes. City of Heroes is an old, like, relatively old uh, MMORPG where you played as, like, superheroes and shit. Mm-hmm. You design your own hero. Yeah. And it the server, the main server was taken down, but these, like, sort of, like, off-the-grid hacker dudes created their own, like, emulator server that, like, was running fine and people were just playing on. And then some dude in, like, in a true-life supervillain move, like, for some reason, like, threatened to report the whole server unless people did what he said. They didn't do what he said and he reported it and it got taken down. No. <laughs> like a real life superhero destroyed city of hero or real life supervillain destroyed city of heroes. Oh, that's yeah, like a I, turn. Hate, I, I hate when Lex Luthor uh, get, reports Superman, yeah. gives him a bad Yelp review <laughs> at the Daily Planet. TFW, um, TFW Lex Luthor gets in the timeline, TBH. Um, but, uh, you know, that's all that's all great. But uh, on our current timeline of Game Boys, we should get to the game that our guest has picked this week because sure. uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, but first, there? we should. <laughs> we're opening up a major can of worms here uh so let's get into a little bit of history about this game in 1992 brenda laurel wanted to create a computer game that would appeal to young girls she proceeded to go into five years of researching the kinds of games she thought girls would like to play her theory was that girls wanted a slower paced more introspective experience as opposed to the action-based twitch gameplay that appealed to boys Five years later, in 1997, Laura released a choice-based story game about going to middle school for the Mac and Windows operating systems. It was described as a friendship adventure for girls, and released to relative success over the Christmas season. However, the sales also came with unfavorable reviews from game outlets, describing it as an objectively poorly made game, and also received ire from feminist groups who felt it was a bad example of what girl games could be. Yet there are many fans of the series to this day. This game propel female gamers or set them back. We're not qualified to make that assessment. This week, it's Purple Moon's Rockets New School. <laughs> um, all right, Laura, we'll start this off the same way that we start this off with literally every single episode, Great. which is uh, why of all the games that exist, uh, did this game jump out to you as the game to talk about? It's it's fine. I'm horribly indecisive, if that's not clear already. And it was tough to narrow it down to anything. Actually, on that, this is a fun little part, the kimono for the audience. <laughs> Usually when we message someone about being on the show. And they say, yes. The next question is like, what game do you want? And the answer is like, usually just the name of a game or maybe it's the name of a game or another game. But this time I got like three paragraphs of games <laughs> and then like reasons for all of them. And it was by far our most in-depth choice process. Um, but it's good. It's like it, was, it wasn't like indecisive. It was like uh, just too much info to sift through. I had to think it through. I had to think it through. Uh, I but did. you landed on this. And so uh, I did. I will say <laughs> it was just like every Rockets new school game <laughs> listed. And it was like, OK, one through seven. <laughs> there were there were a lot of them. And I feel better about my decision because this morning I listened to your dream phone episode which ruled and in the beginning yeah you asked her the same question and she name checked rocket's new school as one of her choices and that if you're into the synchronicity of the universe. I appreciate that. I was like, okay, cool. I picked the right one. Whoa, Holy shit, our I, guest knows more about our podcast than we do. Oh. <laughs> Pod, podcast pass. Blast from the past. Yes. Anyway, pass that was my contribution. The podcast pass. Yes. <laughs> so 
I was trying to think about nostalgia games in particular because I'm on a big nostalgia kick right now. And I, I questioned this one a little bit. It's like, oh, is this is this going to ruin my gamer cred or whatever if I pick this particular genre of game? But it, we got into a discussion about it in the many paragraphs of options I sent you about um, oh, games for girls and, and what this was aspiring to be at the time. And I don't remember there being anything else like it at the time. And I really did appreciate that it felt true to my middle school experience to an extent. And it was as much as I like action games and point and click and all that, like it was kind of nice to have a narrative driven game that I could relate to. And it was a whole series. There were a bunch of the games that I debated, but in, in which I guess we could get into later, but in thinking about other options, there's very little about most of the series in the company online other than this first game and one other one. You're, you're actually right. It was hard to do research for this very yeah. mysterious right. company named Purple Moon uh, that was founded by the creator. Um, Brenda. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's like seven. There's like seven of these games, and it follows like a, a narrative that's like pretty linked through throughout all of them. Yeah, I played all of them, and it was it was cool to start with the one where she's new in school, and then follow her navigating all these people and which group of people do you gravitate to, and do you choose popularity over people that are more genuine at that time and. I really liked them and there was good music in them and it, it was a fun series and it surprised me a lot that like you can't even find the voice actors on IMDb for most of them. Um, yeah, they're, they're which is kind of a now. bummer. <laughs> so so that, that leads to a pretty, I think, uh, natural follow up, which is like, so the, this game, was this game successful at like providing like a sort of more like four girls game experience for you? I mean, I thought so. It was cool to have something that was specifically directed to me at the age I was at the time. It was nice to be, oh, you're almost exactly this age. This is pretty close to what your experience is. And here's a diverse cast of characters, which I also appreciated. They were very conscientious about diversity and, and respect for different cultures and all that, which I thought was pretty cool at the time in the mid nineties. It's like, it's like reflective of your experience, which I'm curious Mm -hmm. about because to me, this paints a very brutal picture of middle school. Like almost everyone is mean. Oh, everyone's Uh, horrible in middle school. This was like the idealized version of middle school (laughs) for me that I could relate to middle school. Yeah, absolutely. But even in the idealized version, like every single character is out to get you and is mean. Like I was surprised at that one because I I just played through the whole first game. Um, I watched all of it on YouTube and all the choices you can make. Uh, And like almost every character is awful. Like all the dudes (laughs) are awful Mm. like all the other girls are awful and this like poor girl just has to go from like situation to situation (laughs) Uh, and like yeah that's like I guess true to middle school but like for me if I was uh, like a little boy or girl like thinking about like about to go to middle school and like what that must be like this would make me not like scared to go to middle school Uh, yeah I don't know all all of what you just said felt pretty true to my experience middle school was was a rough time and I thought the game people were pretty nice (laughs) okay so so one thing Griffin and I were talking about uh before before the show on our little pre-production phone call was like so a lot of these games like the classic boys games like very escapist right they're like I'm gonna I'm a I'm an anvil of dawn and I'm gonna sort up these goblins or like it's time to go to outer space and be a Jedi or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this like game for girls is that you just go to school, um, <laughs> yeah. which is like not 
doesn't feel particularly escapist to me. And I'm wondering if there's anything to that. Like, it seems like the rhetoric around this game and like, I truly can't tell if I can, if I feel like the rhetoric around this game is like extremely problematic or very nice. Fair. Um, because like the way that the designers talk about it is like, girls want this more thoughtful, like narrative game that's like true to their lives. And I guess like you're saying that that kind of was like, did like feel like a sort of breath of fresh air gaming wise to you or something that like was like valuable in some way. Yeah. Attract. Yeah. Um, so you so you find that like that approach is like pretty effective as far as like giving you an experience like you wanted and couldn't find. Yeah, I don't know if I what I would call it if not escapist, but it, it was kind of refreshing to be able to play through different outcomes of social interactions in a way that I couldn't in real life. So it was nice. I would I would go back and replay it over and over again and pick different things and. I don't know, maybe it helped me learn a little bit about emotional regulation at the time and how to interact with other people. But like, oh, I don't know when you act, when you uh, you do the response where you're all you're all pissy and you're fighting with everybody. It doesn't seem to go over very well. Maybe I'll go back and try the nice one. Sure. Yeah. You don't really get to make those kind of learning experiences. Yeah. But like when they gone. call that like a girl gaming idea, like I think that kind of like it's I can't I think that sucks. Like this yeah. genre definitely was like like kind of new and it was like a new experience. But like I think that little kids of all types would enjoy a game like this you know like a story-based like click-through adventure yeah it's it's interesting to think about and in a lot of ways it's not that different than phoenix right like like mechanically speaking like you're not solving puzzles but you're like making choices and just basically doing dialogue there's not a lot of quick twitch anything yeah um but i think it's cool i think it's cool i think it's a cool it's definitely a game type that exists in Japan, like long fours in the US, stuff like that. And it's a game type that's been around for a while. But I think it is cool that like these kind of simpler games do kind of give you a way to like let people who are feel underrepresented or feel like their experience isn't represented, like have some access to like video games uh, in a way that's a little bit less like this game is a gun, but one of the gun shooting models uh, has boobs. Um, so it's for women. Here we go. Like this feels, does feel a little bit more nuanced and specific in its, in its representation. And I think that that's good. I guess I just like get kind of squirmy about the phrase games for girls. Yeah. Um, just because like, you know, everyone whose games are every games for everyone who cares. Um, I get every game's not for everyone. They're like, weird like alt-right publishers who make games that are very much like not for women or Jews, but like, <laughs> like they don't count. <laughs> Those are the my little po- my little ponies for dudes only. And oh yeah, well, put, bronies, I'll draw, bronies for I'll draw a line in the sand there. Yeah, for sure. Well, the bronies need their thing. Um, <laughs> man, remember that time that that guy sent a cease and desist letter to that erotica website because they were writing fanfic about one of the ponies, and he was like, "Please stop writing about my wife." I don't yeah, remember dude. that. No, we uh, all we all remember that. <laughs> that yeah, was like a that seminal a- moment for me on the internet when that happened. That was such a big deal to me. Yeah, we all marked it on our calendars when that happened. You keep doing this thing where you. St- say a thing that I'm saying is a joke, but I'm saying it fully seriously. I believe you. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about you. Okay. I'm worried about Griffin. I feel like Griffin doesn't understand who he's dealing with over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who you are. Yeah, um, I reboot myself every six weeks, so it's always <laughs> pretty different. Basically, there's one thing that stuck out to me a lot. Uh, so this is a game that's all about basically it's like a movie, like a visual story you're watching that you're kind of clicking and making choices through. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the voice acting sounds like it was recorded in like a dumpster tin can, uh, but then also very loud. The The voice acting in quality is rough. I mean, yeah, you said it sounded like it was recorded in a dumpster. It may have been. I mean, what was their budget as launching a new a new company, a new a new platform. I mean, they may have been working with what they had. Yeah, it's true. And games, sort of games, just game like these types of games, like visually, auditorily, like even clicking wise, 
in like the early to mid nineties was like pretty, it was rough, pretty pots and pans. Yes. It does seem to be based on how little information about this company exists online. Right. It might've been like a secret government agency that was then closed <laughs> down or something <laughs> like, like there's a big facility in Florida with a bunch of caution tape over it. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's walk through some of like the moments in this game. I feel like you haven't sure. gotten into like the deed, the, the meats of the, the deeds. Yeah. Um, so, Laura, for you, like, what are some of the, were there any, like, standout characters and our choices or standout moments in this game that, like, really immediately jumped to mind when you think of it? Yeah, th- a couple of things do. Uh, when I was young, the the boy figure that she clearly is designed to have as her love interest, Ruben, I thought was super cute when I was her age. So I appreciated that they made him into the... Uh, the interest, but I did that's like the, the, that's a brown haired guy, right? Yeah, what's he's his, in a band. Oh, he's in a band. He's okay, a I band. was gonna say, what's his deal? But there you go. <laughs> because the because the blonde haired guy is pure evil. Oh yeah, he's he, he's terrible. He has some crazy lines. He, I, he, I does. Guy, he says very weird stuff. They have different clicks in the games and throughout the games where you're kind of de- like it's designed to have you sort of choose. Do you want to align yourself from the beginning with the popular people that are all kind of nasty to each other, but but popular and that's the aspiration, right? Or do you want to align with like the more genuine down to earth girls that are also kind of mean, but like don't it's care about their image as much. It, it's exactly like Game of Thrones. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good point that you make, though. Even the nerds are mean. Yeah, like, that's what mean. I was like. I was like, nowhere is safe for this poor little rocket. Her friend Jessie was pretty nice. The little the blonde girl yeah. right at the beginning. She was cool. You you mentioned the blonde guy and it reminded me. So last night I tried to pull it up in in a, I don't know if it's an emulator when you have the actual disc, but like I pulled it up in a in an old program that'll play old games and uh i got through maybe half of it and it kept crashing because it didn't want to play for whatever reason but in the game you can check this little like pager that you keep in your backpack where people can pager oh yeah but it's got their faces on it so it was like a high-tech pager oh yeah and uh that technology wouldn't come around for a decade will have faces (laughs) it was so ahead of its time yeah in a way it was right and there were two messages back to back that you could play and it was that blonde guy being like don't trust that that girl whitney that you met she's the worst and then the immediate next message is from Whitney and she's like don't trust that blonde guy Cleve he's terrible I'll tell you about it later and it was like wow y'all are really what's his name I thought it was Cleve wasn't it Cleve or Clint something like that <laughs> Cleve is a crazy name I feel like human being to is he like a fucking level 8 barbarian I feel yeah. like I want to look like it up because I really feel like concussion. it's Cleve <laughs> yeah well aren't, aren't we all destined <laughs> to have concussions uh, so so yeah so Rocket is going to a new school and mm-hmm. it's kind of about the troubles of, the, of the, her first day and there's popular kids and there's nerdy kids everyone is mean uh, and then uh, she kind of has this moment in a, in a class at art art class where her, her art is good I think is what happens and then mm-hmm. the teacher's like your art's good and everyone's like, oh, whoa, like the teacher thinks she's good. And like she gets to be a little bit more popular. Am I correct in that? Yes, she's a she's an artist. And that is she's sort of artist. what make people feel drawn to her. They're a little uh, hesitant at first. But when they find out she's good at art, now she's cool. But mm-hmm. they do make it kind of weird that like oh, so being she, praised by your teacher is a horrible thing. And like no one should acknowledge how good you are at, at your skill. <laughs> she like uh, she like just had to prove that she was worth something, yeah. that she could bring something to the the table of the school. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Looking I mean, back on it well, now. Sp- well, speaking of problematic, uh, <laughs> there are long scenes of dialogue talking about uh, how cute the teacher is and mm. weird flirty moments. Uh, the art teacher calls every 
student class, like My Little Darling or My Ray of Sunshine. Oh. And he gives the main character, Rocket, a sweater to take home. And she wears it around. And everyone's like, she's wearing teacher's sweater. And this is game one. Uh, so I don't know where the hell this goes. Uh, <laughs> well, we can ask because Laura is an expert. It's true. I mean, I don't want to spoil uh, it for game, anybody. Game, game one ends we'll with like, okay. oh, like, nice sweater. And she's like, yeah, he gave it to me. Like, and he's kind of handsome, that Mr. Ratsworth or whatever that his fucking name is. That can't be his name. It's a rare bit. <laughs> rare bit? <laughs> yeah. It's a rare bit. Rare and, bit is better than Ratsworth. And the other guy's name is Cleve. I, I Googled it. Cleve. <laughs> Get this whole school out of here. That's a very, that's a very persona thing to do the whole teacher romance thing i don't think that we would ever touch anything like that today probably for the best yeah i mean we wouldn't but like you said persona would and did um <laughs> yeah they did, they did pretty the, recently extremely <laughs> did very recently um but yeah that's actually i, I kind of want to do want to pursue this line of questioning like into the future games i think we can safely say look if you're worried about being spoiled on the rockets new school like cinematic <laughs> game universe or whatever like i guess skip forward a couple minutes but i think that you're probably fine and i know i am so like, where do some of these stories go just, like, what just don't don't spoil rocket endgame please um <laughs> I gotta know which of Rocket's friends come back and which I ones are actually dollars on a 4DX ticket to Rocket Endgame. <laughs> oh, you want to see? Wait, hold on. You want to see Avengers in 4DX? No, but I hate 4DX. I am going with uh with uh, former podcast guest Neve Brook. Uh, we go to most of the Marvel movie, big Marvel opening movies together. So we're going IMAX, uh, which still in LA was. Thirty dollars. Um, yeah, see, should have gone seeing forty X like a fucking brave guy. Um, anyways, so yeah, so what happens in some of these later games? Like, what happens with Mister uh, Rat Dog or whatever? Um, and <laughs> nothing, Cleave. thankfully. Okay, so nothing happens with the teacher, to our knowledge. Okay, um, okay it's like harmless. It's like harmless flirting, but it's yeah. like it's a weird. It, that's almost makes it more dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had actually forgotten about all that, so you brought it up, but it's not. It's not ideal. Um. <laughs> Later games, let's see. There's one where she gets invited to two different parties on the same night and has to pick which party to go to. Yes. There's uh, there's her first dance, which is the last game in the series, actually, where the guy she has a crush on is playing in the band at the uh, at the dance. I think it's a battle of the bands thing. You have to pick which band wins. And uh, there was one where she gets an invitation in her locker to join one of the girl clicks, but it's not clear which one. And so you're trying to track down who's inviting you to be in their f- circle of trust. So some of these, a lot of that. Some of these stories yeah, get yeah. a little more spicy as it goes. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. this first one is just like you go to school. You got to set the you, groundwork with and the then characters. you finish your first day at school and you go home. Um, but this, this sounds like later games have a couple more choices, a little bit more like dynamic dynamicism to them. And you do get so the, at the end. At the end of the series, does uh, Rocket sit on the Iron Throne? She does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so crazy if this if Game of Thrones season ended with a little fucking 16-bit drawing of a 12-year-old girl just sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah, like, really confusing for everyone. Everyone's like, who is she and why does she look like a drawing? This I would is- be confused. I would forget that we said that on the podcast. Yeah, I'd go into anaphylactic shock. Probably. I don't know what that is, but I think it would probably happen to me. But it's a long word and it felt right. It's what um, happens if you eat shrimp and you're weak <laughs> or allergic to shrimp. Is what I probably are you, should have are said. you eating shrimp right now? No, I'm not. Um, I was eating sweet potatoes, though. <laughs> um, they're in that bowl over there. Anyways, before I continue talking, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me today. Let's get back to this. So, like, this game 
like you said, it 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 is like this aspiration. This aspiration is sort of to like provide like a gaming template for girls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find like do you do you think that this is like a good game to show? Would you show this game to like your young cousin or something? Do you think this is like a good game to show children, or do you would you sort of go and like how do you, how effective do you think it actually is at being like what it wants to be? This like lesson learning thing for girls. It's tough to answer that because like from a content perspective, I wouldn't have a problem sharing it because it resonated with me. But now, now these these kids all out on the on the lawn with their tablets and their technology and all of that. Like I don't know that it would appeal to them anymore. This sort of jilted animation, two D narrative driven, like slow pace. You had to pay, play the entire game just to get through one day of school. You know? So like <laughs> I don't know true. that they would they would look at it for five minutes and be over it. I guess it's fair. Do you think that kids today are maybe too woke for this game? It's definitely possible. Yeah. That was something I was thinking while I was while I was like looking at stuff. That like this game is like it's like kind of like um what game do we talk about? Oh um the the murder mansion maniac mansion that's a good one too um how like that game was really cool because of how ambitious it was and how different it was and other things that it was doing but how like if you kind of zoom out Mm -hmm. um it kind of doesn't hold up in the same way and this kind of feels sort of similar to that in that it was providing a thing that didn't exist before and was doing it in a really cool and inventive way for the time Mm -hmm. but also has like you getting hit on by your teacher which like maybe isn't that cool to have in a game it was definitely sort of a time capsule of the mid to late 90s I think for sure Uh, Weedus Weedus and we're gonna track down everyone who was a teacher in the 90s (laughs) and they've got some they've got some answers for my questions because we know that guy's based on someone and we're gonna find out who Uh, there was kind of a lot of like weird flirtatious teacher-student relationships happening in pop culture at the time, wasn't there? Like TV uh, and yeah. reality yeah. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Mr. Feeney and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Well, that's a given. Uh, uh, last thoughts before we go to uh, commercial break for me were just that the game is a story, like video, visual book with like voice acting and like the just... If you're going to do if it's going to be that bare bones and simple, like you like you have to make the voice acting good. And like it is piercing to listen this to the, really this voice in your craw, huh? Uh, I don't know if it's the just the version that I played or what, um, but my version a had no music for the entire game. Oh, it had music, I think. It did. It, it, did. it, it did at the bare minimum when you're in the lockers and looking in your backpack and stuff. There was music, okay, yeah. Then maybe I played a fucked up version because the audio on mine was just garbage, like awful. Like, sound like they recorded it in a hole somewhere. Um, so it just became hard to play on that level. But we'll be back in a second with our final, final thoughts after this commercial break. Uh, Griffin, I gotta tell you something. We've been getting a lot of notes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, Where? From who? Just from the internet generally. And the biggest note we're getting is that your face just too small and it's not small enough. Yeah. Uh, You've got a, 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 new jo- a weak man's face is what they, is what they say. Yeah. My face is, uh, is, is tiny and peculiar and it makes people angry. Yeah. And that's the problem. You want a big, warm, buff face that's comforting and lets people in. And now, luckily, there's a product that can make even your face a buff, swole face that the people are going to love. What is it? Uh, thanks for asking, <laughs> bud. Um, it's called the Faceoflex, and it's a rubber 
mouth guard shaped thing that expands in your mouth and stretches out your face muscles to give them the workout they would never get otherwise. Gives you a joker smile and keeps your face looking fresh and fantastic. Well, I, I, I appreciate you thinking about me, but it's kind of fucked up for you to use me as the example here. I mean, my face is small. You know, I'm sensitive about it. And I just I feel like we could have used any we could have used an every man. <sighs> Well, I'm just trying to help with this product. It's a great product. It seems like it's Anyways, really stuff your alley. Please. Anyways, go check out uh, a face face. What's the product called? Uh, Faceoflex. Faceoflex, and the promo code is uh, oh, Griffin has a small face. Um, great, great. So I didn't. Okay, I didn't cool. choose that. I didn't Sick. choose that. I didn't choose that. Okay. That was someone else chose that. No, no, no. I like it. I like it. Um, everyone, make sure to email Griffin about how big his face is. Thank you. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Laura Trailer. We're still talking about Rocket's new school. This is a part of the show where we rate that Game Boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. So here's how that works. Laura, we're going to go around in a circle starting with you, and we're each going to give our sort of final thoughts on the game and a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks. You are our guest. Common courtesy dictates you go first, so take it away. I do. I have been wondering this. Are y'all rating this on a scale of current present day or your rating you would have given it when you were playing it at the time whatever sort of emotional frequency feels right to you it's a lot of it has a lot to do with emotions just mm-hmm. like games i feel like i want to be fair and give it like a like a three and a half three seven five somewhere in there all right a three seven five solid score griff oh uh yeah um uh like i said uh um I after talking to our, our our guest, she did she did remind me and convince me that middle school was hell. So this is technically an accurate depiction. <laughs> technically, this is what, a documentary, actually. Yeah, so technically this is a documentary. Um, but uh my personal experience with it was uh like really hellish based on the sound quality. So I'm wondering if I have a bad copy of it. So I was going to give it like basically like a 1.5 out of five joysticks. Oh, brutal. I'm going to tentatively leave it at a 2.5 and I'm going to investigate further and update the podcast on the sound quality and go from there. That sounds good. Um, I'm going to split the difference with you guys. I'm going to call it a three. Um, My reasoning, pretty straightforward. I think it, I'm into these games to try something new and try something different. I do think that like trying to, communicate to girls they're not like a forgotten section of people who play video games like a noble enterprise i think the way they did it uh is not the coolest or best way to do that but i think it was a good effort um it sounds like it it sort of is a coherent little story some stuff that happens um and it goes on so i'm just gonna give it a straight three i think it's a good idea for a game i think it's cool that it exists um i bet it's probably I didn't play all of it. What I played was not that good. I bet it doesn't hold up to being like particularly super fun, but I think that there are people who like would enjoy it a lot more than me. It, there are, it is truly, so there are surreal scenes just in the editing and, 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 and just the, just like the quality and vibe of the animations that are very like odd and bizarre. If you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. And if also, if you're into, um, if you're into this kind of game, like these like text adventure games, you should check out a new one that came out recently on the internet called Seinfeld Senpai, which is a uh, Seinfeld themed uh, visual novel where you play as Jerry Seinfeld going about his day. Um, and it is very similar in certain ways to Rocket's new school, except for all the Seinfeld stuff, which is obviously very different. 
I'm gonna play that. That sounds good. You should. It's really fun. It's only like 15 minutes long. It's pretty short. It's really good. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, we got some segments. Uh, I'm taking over. That's right, guys. We're doing the segment segment. That's the segments that are made of segments. And we've got segments. As always, Griffin has a segment. <laughs> Griffin, what's your segment? Oh, thank you very much. That was uh, like an eight, seven, five out of ten. That was better than I thought <laughs> I was gonna get. Yeah, thank you very much for that epic intro. Uh, I've got a segment. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Toxic or Toxic. That's right. It is the uh, the video game uh, news show where I will tell my uh, my two uh, friends here video game news and they will instinctually from the gut without any uh, preamble say if they feel that news is toxic as in bad news like just toxic for the culture and our lives or toxic like do 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 that britney spears toxic song which is a slap and a banger and the voice of any generation so uh video game news segment number one china bans blood poker and imperial history in latest video game crackdown uh, toxic do we have a china fan it's toxic but i'm not sure which one Funny. Satisfying. I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Toxic. Bad. Toxic. Yeah, I think it's bad. Okay. Yeah, it's going, bad, toxic. bad. Toxic. I think you should be able to history. You should be able <laughs> a mild China fan. You're like mild. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that you should be able to have history and gore and shit. You should have whatever you want in your game as long as it's not like too, truly fucked up and evil. Mm. Um, yeah. Plus, they also banned mahjong. I think, which is a what? chill game. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Mahjong. And, and, well, Mahjong gets uh, infamously bloody. News item number two. Avengers set to assemble inside of Fortnite to promote Endgame. Oh, that's definitely the first toxic. That's the bad one. OK. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's just a little much for me. I'm also going to say toxic. Toxic. It's about Fortnite. Uh, famously glitchy game Assassin's Creed Unity now free to download. Oh, that's Britney Spears toxic. Well, I, I didn't know that. I think it's because of the Notre Dame thing because oh. they have an they have an accurate recreation of Notre Dame, so they're giving it out for free. They do amazing accurate recreations of things. Okay, so I, I bought this game on day release and it was broken and didn't work, oh. so it was it was toxic. <laughs> then you know, like any new story, it can have a redemption, and I think any free game is free. Yep. So I'm saying, yeah, I can't can't really argue with that. Uh, news item number three: Microsoft's diskless Xbox One S launches May seventh for two hundred and fifty dollars. That's a, that's an Xbox that doesn't play discs. I think that's good. I think it's totally fine to just have it all. I I would never do all cloud gaming because um, I think there's too many to fuck it up. But I think there's plenty of people who would and who like that shit and are fine with it. Well, I hate this and I want everyone to be like me. And I think that you should have discs for at least another eight years like PlayStation 5 boldly is going to do. News item number whatever. Uh, Nintendo is making a smaller Nintendo Switch. Uh, Why? This is a tough one. <laughs> Yeah. What's wrong yeah. with the current Switch? Nothing. It's perfect. But I still say that this is because like more switches, the better. I fucking love the switch. Give me, give me. I want a, I want a big switch, a medium switch and a little switch. But are you going to have to yeah. repurchase all of your games for the newer, smaller switch? Or is it backwards compatible? No, no that, that, they won't do that. I bet your Nintendo online ID or whatever. 
carries over. Because well, that determines my answer. If they go like Microsoft, that will be toxic. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, that was Toxic or Toxic. Thank you very much for helping me figure out the video game news of the week. All right. And now it's time for another segment. We're calling this one Pitching the Past. This is when I hop in my time machine and bring someone from the past to hear you pitch the game we just talked about. <laughs> and so today, you guys are going to be pitching Rocket's New School to What Up, What Up, Y'all? It's me, the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, this is Ruth. how I talk. What up, dog? Ruth, you sound so youthful. <laughs> I, 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 are you it's well? It's all my cool slang and replaced hips, baby. That's what keeps me young. Let's talk video games, kids. I got opinions to write and dissensions to craft. Well, after all your surgeries, you're like, what, like 85% robot at this point? Yeah, and all my cells are from young people, so I'm insanely hip. I love to skateboard. <laughs> anyway, what's up? Let's do it. Let's talk about the shit. <laughs> Is this not even your final form? We're working on it, man. You'll see what it's like <laughs> when I go full on freeze on yo asses. But anyways, it's me, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Tell me about Rocket's new school. Dude. I gotta find a new video game to play while I'm whipping my Maserati around uh, blindfolded. Her, her famous Maserati. Man, I gotta watch this documentary. Um, Ruth, this you care a lot about um, female progress, representation. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, having skin in the game. Hell yeah, and, all my skin, baby. And success or failure, this was a game for women by women. And, you know, at the end of the day, that is uh, moving the ball forwards. All right. I think that's an OK start. What do you have to say? You got any other reasons I should play this game? Me, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, skateboarder, BMX master and a judge. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I 100 I percent agree with all of that. I think that, you know, in favor of women for women and uh, progress in the world you know, if you were to play this game, maybe you could invest heavily in it, help uh, produce a more current, uh, appropriate modern version of it, and then you could purchase yourself another Maserati. Damn, I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Hell yeah. I'm going to play this game because girls can be anything. Gamers, half robots, astronauts, or judges. Even a dog. I'm out of here. Boow! You guys, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is weird. I can't believe I got to meet Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Dude, dude, dude now, now I get the whole uh, RBG is a boss notorious Yeah, I thing. had no idea that she drives her sports car blindfolded. <laughs> what a crazy fact. Yeah, I mean, I mean her, her security guards hate that. I mean, yeah, everyone. Look, I grew up in D.C. Driving at all in D.C. is extremely dangerous. You certainly shouldn't do it blindfolded. Oh, um, but that's... A great lesson for everyone and a great way for us to transition to the end of the show. Uh, Laura, you've been a fucking awesome guest. Oh, thank you. Um, it's been rad having you. Uh, where can the people find more of you, which I'm sure they will want to? Well, they can find me on uh, this current episode of this podcast. Uh, I really don't have anything cool to pitch, to be honest. Uh, well, I'm currently working on a uh, I'm making a Game of Thrones Winter is here wreath for the front door. So if you happen to be driving around in Austin and you see that, that might be my house. And uh, that's not something you should say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a Twitter, Instagram you want to plug or anything like that? Um, oh, I guess so. So I have a Twitter and an Instagram that I update very infrequently to an audience of about 50 people. So if y'all want to help contribute to my social media account, sure. Uh, my handle is geysers underscore of underscore Garth. It's a play on Fountains of Wayne that. Uh, 
It's sure. a little bit of an obscure one that people don't usually get, and it's everybody knows the joke is the best when you have to explain it's it. It's a little A to C, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, so check out check out Laura, guys. There's a Garth Griff dog. What you got for me, bud? Oh, you guys know you got to go hop in on Game Boy's pod. There's a culture happening there, and it's festering, and you don't want to be on the out, so get on in there. Yep. Come, um, come, to, our, come to our Instagram <laughs> for the festering culture. <laughs> um, like It's like a wound. In Griffin P, Dave. Davis on all the social medias. We've got a few things going out. I was, oh, I was at a fun thing. Uh, go to Eat It Katie on Instagram or on her YouTube. Uh, she does a fun show called Drive Through Talk Show that I was just a guest on. I uh, went to the Starbucks drive through near my house, did a talk show, and uh, Starbucks is hell. Um, yeah, I watched that video. It's very funny. Uh, I recommend it. You guys should go watch it. As for me, uh, look at videos on Wisecrack. They're coming out all the time. Party World Wrestling is about to kick off again in a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. Um, and remember to leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. We have another one this week. I'll read it on the podcast if you leave one. This one's by X Lego Ninja X, who says, yes, five stars. You guys had me when you said the plot of Ape Escape was basically Kingdom Hearts. We, we, when we draw those connections, those conspiratorial theories, we gain a thousand followers. Sure. That's the number it is. Oh, <laughs> but anyways, that's been the show. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Laura Trailer. Your editor slash producer is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morn and your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Uh, Rockets New School. 